let's go to my main interview tonight, and that is with Brian Paul. The whole band name was Brian Paul and the Tremolos, and they were a British band from London, and they started out really in the 50s, but came to prominence at the same time as the Beatles. So uh, he has a lot to talk about that. The British invasion and and their battle, their south against the north, because he was really the first southern English band to to battle against the might of the Liverpool and northern England uh, music scene that was happening in 1963. This was, I think, one of their first big hits, and everyone knows it by the Beatles, of course, but in the British charts, actually, uh, yeah, they went to number one over the Beatles, because the Beatles was an EP, so it cost more to buy. it is, Brian. Hi. Great to speak to you again. Thank you. Well, I just uh, just been touring with Peter Noon from Hermes Hermes. He lives down your way. And uh, he was saying he couldn't wait to get back to the weather, to some decent weather. But Being of uh, the age, you know, it's great to lord over younger generations saying our generation of music was the best. Everything else was just derivative. Yes. 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 
Actually, I, I can't really say that because my daughters, both of them have been and still are very famous in the music industry here. Served as songwriters and they had... They were a band called Alicia's Attic, which was uh, topping the charts for a while. So now, and now they write for all kinds of people, including some of the American people as well. They write, they write with just about everybody. So I, I don't get the chance to say that our music was best. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, but now, obviously, uh, you didn't go, um, you know, with the uh, uh, Noel Coward phrase, don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Oh, no, that was something that our family uh, doesn't doesn't really, uh, you see, it, it, it's the same with myself and my wife. Uh, when we were young, our parents, both of them, both sets of parents, uh, and all the tremolos as well. Our parents were uh, a, a different, a different kind of people. They, uh, they were into music. They loved music. They were, we, all of the tremolos and me, we all, our parents had a piano at home. Uh, all our uncles, aunts, everybody sung. Same with them as well. And we had a good bringing up in music. We made sure that our our girls and and boys and and uh, you know we've all got children. Well, some of the tremolos are no longer with us, unfortunately. Right. But the ones that are left, our children have, have uh, benefited really from their grandparents, I would say, because we had a very good upbringing. And then, rather, we gave our lot a good upbringing, which, uh, you know, we're quite happy with. We gave them a good start anyway. It took it on from there, and they've made, they're all fine, you know what I mean? I was just touring also this year with Chip Hawks, who was the other singer in the Tremolos, right. uh, with me for a while, for the, to quite a few years, and we were both uh, in the Tremolos, both had our sons, daughters, and all that, and our children roughly at the same time. Uh, well, Chip Hawks has his son, who also lives in America, Chesney Hawks, oh, yeah. uh, who was... Who, again was quite popular here so yeah we've been very lucky and also with the same thing with the tremolos we all never there was never a divorce in any of our marriages at all wow <laughs> that is like so miraculous <laughs> that, that's why we've all Arnold that's why we've all got a few quid still <laughs> and and your sanity hopefully <laughs> oh yeah 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 we never never had that problem to deal with thank god yeah, yeah. <laughs> now a, a very important question i always have to ask my uh british uh interviews what tea do you drink and how do you drink it Oh, tea, well, that's easy. 
I like all those buyers now a thing called Yorkshire Gold. Ah. And it's just an ordinary tea. We have it with milk. I'm diabetes too, so I don't have sugar. I have a, a sweetener in it. So then that's the way we drink our tea. We drink loads of it. We love our tea in this house. Oh, and yeah. uh, my wife and me both drink tea. Okay. Yeah, I've got my PG tips right next to me. <laughs> PG tips. We, uh, if we can't get Yorkshire Gold, you should try Yorkshire Gold. Uh, because uh, if we can't get Yorkshire Gold, which sometimes you can't, and I can definitely say that in, in our house, we always have PG tips as well. If you came here, you'd, you'd get a good cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> that you enjoyed. <laughs> oh, well, you formed your band back in, in uh, Barking in Essex, but you were actually yeah. born more in London, weren't you, in the Cockney East End part of London? Yeah, born Stepney Way, and always, always brought up in London, um, and we moved to Barking, which is now, uh, and always was, I suppose, part of London, Barking and uh, Dagenham. All the tremors came from there as well. You said you love me, and I know it's true. So I'm going to dance, girl, all night with you. Brian Poole and the Tremolos, 1963. Your career, what a roller coaster you've had. Yes, I suppose. Well, we, were, we were ever so lucky. I mean, we, we started out, we had a school. Well, I, I did O-level GC there. We have the two levels of G, GCE. We did 
did O-levels at a school called Park Modern Secondary School, hmm. which was a lovely school, great school, with, with really great teachers, and, and we did ever so well there. Oh. All of the Tremors and me, when we decided to start our band, I had to wait a little while because I went on and did A-level GCEs, which were uh, the uh, university entrance exams in those days, and I did those. But as soon as I finished that, and when we first started our band, the teachers at the school said, uh, well, if you really are going to do that, you know, you have, uh, you have the, the people that say to you, uh, what are you going to do when you leave school? Right. And uh, they came and saw us, and we all said, well, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be a guitarist, um, <laughs> and we're all going to play music. And after they and finish they laughing... You really are. <laughs> you can have a room <laughs> at the school oh. to rehearse. Every night, if you want it, before the cleaners come in. And we jumped at it and said, oh, yes, please. Took the room, and we had a room at the school, which we could just rehearse in, nobody else around, wow. uh, just uh, all of our own. Uh, we had, well, caretaker, obviously, but, but uh, everything, you know, uh, sort of done, electricity all there, everything done. And they said this, um, our headmaster said there's one proviso. If you ever have a hit record, <laughs> you have to come back to the school and play a set for us <laughs> uh, when you're number one. So we we said, you got a deal. So we did. We went on, of course, and a couple of years after that, we were number one with uh, Do You Love Me? So we went back to the school, and we did their show. We did a show on the school stage. And thousands and thousands of people from in the school... Yeah. Uh, and police and everybody there, <laughs> but we did the show and we, we did as we promised. So we were ever so lucky. We had a good upbringing. None of us uh, that uh, we didn't have a hard time. I can't say that we were. We had everything we wanted. We had nice little cars when we were younger, and we were very very lucky. And we've always been lucky. You know, we, uh, I mean, obviously not sometimes with illness. Sure. We have uh, uh, some of the lads, a uh, couple of the lads, uh, don't know, are no longer with us. Right. But I said, but two of the guys that I toured with last year have had to stop completely now. Mm. One of them, we've unfortunately, he's got Parkinson's. Uh. Uh, Chip Hawks, um, has his cancer, but he's doing fantastic. If you like, we've had a charmed life. I could never say we fought our way up, because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're being very modest, so it takes the work to be as good as you were. You know, that that was the oh, thing. We had to, we had to, of course, once yeah. we got there, we had to, once we started, um, 
That was rehearsing every day then and making sure we were the, we wanted to be the best on the scene. Exactly. The very best. In the mid fifties there was a number of threads of music going on that kids in England were being um, inspired by obviously Skiffle was huge with yeah. Donnie Donegan and uh, and then obviously Elvis and the whole rock and roller uh, phenomenon uh, as well as you know R&B with Alexis Corner and where do you guys decide to jump into or what, what, how were you inspired in that uh, yeah that's um, good uh, yeah, good question we were we were fully inspired by when we first started inspired by Lonnie Donegan mm. not only Lonnie Donegan but there were some jazz bands mm. there was a thing called trad jazz traditional jazz in our area East London didn't you say you lived around that way somewhere oh yeah Kentish Town yeah well you know what I mean then oh yeah um, trad jazz yeah there were there were traditional jazz bands that actually Lonnie Donegan used to play in and he used to play banjo in, in the one of the bands. Uh, I think it was uh, Monty Sunshine or one of those bands. Oh, yeah. And we used to go and see, when we were kids, about 15, 14, uh, still at school, we used to go and see those bands. Mm. And during their breaks, they did this thing with just acoustic guitars called Skiffle. Mm-hmm. And they were actually playing Woody Guthrie things and all that. Right. So very inspired by America even then. And then a little later, our whole set, but because I wore glasses and uh, ordinary glasses, <laughs> I might say, our, our manager at Decker our recording uh, company by then said, couldn't you change your glasses, Brian, if you're going to wear glasses, wear the big horn rims. So I said, yes, so I do that and uh, wore those. So we changed all of our set to Buddy Holly. <laughs> so we were also inspired massively by Buddy Holly. I've got a lovely story to tell you if you've got many. Uh, we were inspired by Buddy Holly, yes, and still are, because we have all kinds of societies here, and I'd, I'd go and do some charity things for those things. But we were inspired in those days, and when we were looking for, we had a couple of big hits, number ones, and we were looking for a, a, a slow song. Hmm. And a friend of ours called, would you believe, and it was the real Norman Petty, oh. who became Buddy Holly's manager right. and was uh, instrumental in, in, and had the studio in, was in Lovett or wherever it was. He had the studio, he wrote a song uh, with one of the crickets called... Uh, and his wife, by the way, Vi, uh, called Someone, Someone. So we were looking for a slow song. We used to write to him. He wrote back to us, sent us a tape, uh, uh, just a little reel-to-reel tape, and uh, 
it had someone, someone on it. Later, uh, we recorded that song for Becca, and it became one of our very biggest hits. Probably sold like four million to two or three million anyway. Uh, that came from the Buddy Holly, uh, Norman Petty, Cricket's influence. So, yeah, very inspired by, by the, uh, the American bands. What a, well, yeah, what a great connection from that. Uh, again, that yeah, that connection between uh, the two continents, and but uh, inspired yeah. by the same music. Yeah. And that was all done. There were no computers. Right. That was all done by letters. <laughs> and physically sending, they he actually sent us tapes, and uh, you know through uh, parcel post. Right. So yeah, amazing. And here's the the the, the best bit. When we came to recording that song, Becca said to us, yes, well, you've got the studio booked. It's booked for so-and-so time. So we went, and we all got there roughly at the same time. Walked in, who was sitting at the piano in the studio? Norman Petty. Oh, my God. Himself. <laughs> came over, played piano, and sung on that song someone someone if you ever play it have a listen you're hearing the original Norman Petty and his wife actually playing piano and Vi Petty playing piano wow so there you go that's a nice one isn't it oh I love it I love it that's giving me uh, shivers that one (laughs) yeah it's it's quite weird isn't it
lovely Someone, Someone, uh, co-written by Norman Petty, of course, Buddy Holly's manager. Just going on from that, a couple of years back, uh, my, uh, one of my nieces, because uh, my young family is very extensive, one of my nieces said to me, I've just started working for Decker. So I said, well, what, the, the, the old Decker? So she said, yes, Decker, I think it's Decker International or something now. And she said, um, would you like, they, they said, would you like to go and see the old studio where you used to work with the tremolos? And I said, well, is it still there? So she said, yes, it's now part of the British Opera Company. Oh. But the studios are still there. Oh, wow. So I said, yes, I would love to. Went there, saw the whole thing, and had, I've been there twice, actually, different uh, newspapers and, and TV people have said, would I go and uh, take them in and show them, you know, where we used to record? Yes, we done, we, we did that. Today, had uh, an email from Decker saying we are going to, uh, it's their 90th. <laughs> We're not talking like 50th or 60th. It is their 90th anniversary right. of being a record company, right. Decker. So would I like to join one of their panels and talk to the young people uh, which they're going to hold uh, a, a month of sort of workshops and stuff, all done in the old studios at Broadhurst Gardens in London. Right, in West Hampstead, so, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and I said yes, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, but I, I'll be doing that in uh, probably in July. So, yeah, very pleased. I, I loved that when they sent to me and asked me to do that. So I love doing those sort of things. Oh, that brings the circle all the way round, doesn't it? It's, that is yeah, it does. I just, I mean, I've just finished touring last year. I won't tour anymore because I, mm. I last year did. I worked nearly every day at last year. Oh. And uh, I said, no, uh, I won't do any more actual tours, but I will do sort of one-off things and just go, I've got a couple of bands. The bands that backed us on the tours as well have said, yes, they'd love to do it with me. So I'll go and do one here and there, a little festival or something, and... uh, just keep me hand in a little bit. I don't want to stop altogether. Right. But that will fit into that nice little schedule. I'll only do sort of two a month and be able to go and do things like the Decker thing. Oh, lovely. Couldn't be better. Hey. You know. you know, talking about just going back to Buddy Holly and, and stuff, I know my, bro- my older brother... Uh, he was in a skiffle band, and I remember the day when we were sitting watching the news and Buddy Holly's, you know, death came up, and he literally went to his room and didn't come out for two days. So what was the impact yeah. on you guys? Well, we were actually in school that day. 
We heard the news on the on the uh, radio. Just I heard the news just before it came out. Uh, Alan Blakely, Alan Howard, and myself were all in the same classroom hmm. in that school. That we were in the same year in the same class. We heard that uh, the whole school more or less closed down. We used to have uh, big sort of open-sided classrooms. They opened the whole side up hmm. and we were allowed to just walk around, you know. It was just a boys' school. It was a boys' school that we went to. There were no girls around, but uh, and we just were allowed to walk around. And, uh, yeah, it was a shame. We, we were, well, devastated. But, you know, you, you gradually get over those things. It's, uh, it's the same with everybody. Right. And, um, but, but we never stopped the influence. Uh, with a, with a Brian Paul and the Tremolos or Tremolos gigs, we always sing at least one Buddy Holly or Cricket song. Even to this day, you know. Now, now you mentioned, you know, obviously you did all that rehearsing and that, that really, even before you became, you know, well known, you'd have backed a yeah. lot of people, you'd, uh, uh, toured with some greats, you know, American greats, uh, that must have been yeah. an amazing apprenticeship. Oh yeah, we got to tour. Well, the apprenticeship is another side of it, actually, which, uh, I should mention. Hmm. We were signed by Decker instead of the Beatles. Oh, yes. The reason for that in those days was that what people didn't know was we were a vocal group. We all sung, and we had a, a special harmony. We could do a three and a four-bar harmony, and we could do it to nearly any song that he gave us. Mm. So Decker... Uh, and the MI and a few other by all the, the different uh, record companies employed us along with other musicians to go in the studio and back lots of people uh, with our vocals, which we did. And that was the reason, and that was our apprenticeship. We met all the blues players, we met all the famous, one of the people that, that I just heard uh, some fantastic records of, that uh, you might not have heard him, it's a guy called Delbert McClinton. Oh yes. Who people, people in America know very well, and just listening to a few of his songs and thinking, wow, you know, we, we used to back him when he came to England on his before he got really famous in the Decca Studios. Wow. Yeah, we got to, to back quite a few famous people. That was kind of our, our uh, sort of bringing up in the business. And then, of course, we, we had our own band going. We were, we were also doing that, playing mainly in those days at American air bases. Oh, yeah. So total American influence. Yeah. And most of our big gigs were the American Air Force, um, which in this country at that time 
I'm talking 1950, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, uh, 50, 9, 60. Round about that time, there were, must have still been 50 or so American bases in this country. So we could go and, and do seven nights a week at the American bases, you know. But again, very influenced by America. And then, of course, the live things, when somebody like Clyde McFanta came over, Benny King, and those sort of kind of people came over, we were the backing vocal group. from Brian Paul and the Tremolos and that's actually an old 
Four Seasons B-side uh, after they split. Tremlow's had a huge hit with that. So eventually, when we got famous and were on the tours ourselves, Roy Orbison came over. We knew most of the Americans that came over. So, yeah, it was a great time. Great time. Well, yeah, yeah very special Hard time. Hard work, but yeah. great time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was creative. I mean, look at all the influences and, you know, anything was possible. Yeah, and all kinds of music. Blues, country, I mean, Delroy was country stuff. We did it all in those days. Uh, mainly as a backing vocal group early on. But then as soon as we had a hit record, we had to stop doing all that. <laughs> and we had a, quite a big recording career, you know. Still, we're still signed, would you believe, to Decca. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long contract. Yeah. <laughs> Over half their uh, their existence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's uh, why it'll be a pleasure to go and... Uh, They've always been sort of fair with us, okay. So, that, all good. Oh, yeah, yeah I meant that blue label with uh, Brian Paul and the Tremlos on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over, not last year, I don't think, the year before, brought out uh, an album of things that uh, were a bit uh, the stuff that we'd done and it hadn't come out. Mm. And uh, they'd sort of remixed it and brought it out. It was lovely. You know, let's go to that pivotal point. You and the Beatles, the infamous story of, uh, of yes. you you beating the Beatles out in in that uh, Decca audition and uh, them signing yeah. you. Can you tell us that that whole? Uh, yeah, the, the easy story. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, who signed them eventually it was George Martin right. uh, at EMI. And um, I spoke to George on a TV show a little while, well, about 20 years ago, but it seems like yesterday. <laughs> and George said, what you, what you have to remember when you tell this story is that it wasn't just Decker that turned down the Beatles. Everyone turned them down, first mm. of all. Mm. Uh, we hadn't even had an audition, so that they were getting turned down. It was because the, the material that they did, they didn't do on their audition anything good, any of their own stuff. And they didn't do any of that mm. at all. They did weird things, bluesy things, and then... Uh, we came along, did Buddy Holly, uh, uh, Little Richard, and then a bit of harmony, which they knew we could do, because we'd been in the Decca studios for about three or four years before that. You know, before right. we'd ever heard of the Beatles. Right. And then somehow uh, we squeaked through, and uh, the, the Beatles got turned down. <laughs> but like George Martin said... He turned them down first time, too. That's how it goes. They went back and made the, you know, eventually they went to EMI and George Martin with them was, uh, 
I mean, they, they were the best and, and still are, in my opinion, the best band that ever existed. They were fantastic, the Beatles. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the trouble was nobody knew it in those days. <laughs> and they'd been over in Germany for years as well, and out of the country. Right. So while things were taking off here, they were in Germany. That, that's a very good point, so, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. And, uh, and also, also people, people talk, I mean, we never had a massive following in, in America, but people talk about the, the British invasion, Beatles, uh, and, you know, all the bands that got famous in America. Well, the reason for that is there were 50 American camps here. And hundreds of British bands going and playing that. Oh. So they, they, you know, the kids, remember, those kids were 18 years old. They were young airmen. So they went back eventually. And so they, oh, you know, let's, let's listen to Beatles, to all the, all the ones that were doing the same as us, because the Beatles eventually came back and started doing all the stuff that we were all doing. I don't know what the time gap between, like, your audition and when your first um, singles came out. Uh, how long did that hey, take? Not very long. I would say, uh, let me see, I would say only months. It was pretty quick. And our first record that came out... <laughs> was an album. Oh. Would you believe? Huh. It was called Big Big Hits of 62. <laughs> and it was us doing loads of different songs. And it was the first time that any band, because we only had two tracks to do it on, uh, we made everything medley. It was all joined. Oh. So it was a, the first dance compilation. Oh, interesting. And uh, it was called Big Big Hits of 62. And they, it, still gets, it still crops up every so often, you know. <laughs> and so that was our first one. And then we had a single out after that. And uh, written, what was that called? Twist Little Sister. Hmm. Roundabout Twist Time. Okay. And then, of course, we we were playing, we were doing all the bases and, and English bases, of course, and doing everything, you know, uh, doing our repertoire, and in our repertoire uh, had been sent to us by Norman Petty, hmm. Twist and Shout, and Do You Love Me? Wow. And Someone, Someone, three of our biggest hits. And he also, I mean, when we toured with Roy Orbison, we were all on a coach together. And Roy came up with his guitar and said, hey, listen to this. If you're looking for a song, this would suit you, Rob. And it was Candyman. Oh. So then again, another one that we were given. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. Handed down from above, the gods. <laughs> yeah, handed down by Roy Orbison. Uh, I just uh, had a, a Facebook thing, uh, which I shared, because uh, somebody 
had taken a photograph of Royal Wissenham and standing together uh, in uh, beautiful suits. I don't know where we got them, but in the heat of prime of life, if you like, young skinny kids. That, that was nice too, so we still see those photographs.